to ease the listeners in by like fading it up on us bullshitting. That's like how I like to approach it. Uh, baby, I've listened to our episodes. I'm aware. <laughs> I know that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to the episodes. I didn't. I mean, it's not original because I've stolen it from like other podcasts. That's <laughs> like. That's what I do. I steal from other podcasts. So welcome, listeners. We're back for season three. Season three. Season three. This is the season of crushes. Is that what we're calling it? What are we calling I it? I don't know. It's definitely teeny bopper season. Did you read? It's teeny did bopper you season. Read bop. Did you read? Where's some of the other ones? Big bopper. Tiger beat. Team if beat. You, tiger yeah, beat. Yeah, all the beats. All the bops. All the beats. <laughs> if, you, if you read all the beats in the bops, this episode is for you. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the title of the episode. All the beats and the bops. You remember them. It, it was how I wallpapered my there? bedroom. It became yes. the decorations on my walls. Yes. Until, until um, the milk campaign. And then, did you have the milk campaign? Because I feel like that was, was I the only one that made the milk campaign? Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> Hold on a minute. So when you ask me, did you have the milk campaign? Does that mean that did I get it on my television? Hey, did you, or did, did you I did I put them on my wall? I did not. They were. but So did you have like a, a motif of like <laughs> it was exclusively milk campaigns on your wall? So, is so that what, what I'm saying, saying is like in the 94, 95 <laughs> era, I was beating and bopping on the walls. Then. <laughs> that does not sound good. Then, if you were a man, I would I would not. I was beating mm-hmm. and bopping. And then milk campaigns started to take over the pages of 17 and, you know, sassy and what yeah. have you. And then I added a milk motif to the wall. So my wall by the end of high school just looked like like teeny, teeny, teeny bopper moment. Because it was like some early 90s cutouts of like JTT and Jonathan Brandis and stuff. And then there was like a central milk motif. And then there was like my Leonardo phase. And it was just all up there. And I'm sure my dad wanted to die because he was like, what is that? Your dad wanted to die because you were, like, coming of age and, like, the hormones were well, kicking in. Well, I knew now. I learned later that he clearly had an issue with it because freshman year of college, oh. we went shopping for um, dorm decorations, and I was really excited about getting this dirty dancing poster. And he was uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Like, why are you going to put this on your wall? I'm like, do you know me? Like, it's dirty like, dancing. Like, do you know your only child? Um <laughs> But he was very perturbed that, like, my, like, the thing I wanted mirrored back to me every morning when I woke up, you know, freshman year of college was, like, this image of these two white actors, like, in love or whatever. So I think for him, he was kind of like the equivalent of, like, the Barbie doll issue of, like, you know, black girls, like, not having enough images or whatever. So, like, I get it. But for him to make that first comment about my dorm... At 18, when it's like, Dad, you've seen my bedroom for like the last decade and said nothing. It was mm. the same shit. It was just, you know, thank me, it was less. It was like one poster versus the teeny bopper vomit that I had for a long time all over my walls. That's interesting. We have, um, we do have, we have three titles competing now. It's all the beats and the bops, <laughs> a milk motif, and teeny bopper vomit. <laughs> Those are the so you need to slow down. Okay, I'm slowing. <laughs> so stop being, stop being so clever. <laughs> much more slowly now. 
But this is a really, this is an interesting question. And I mean, it's not gonna um, probably come into this conversation with this movie because this movie's white as shit. But like, except for Walter, shout out to Walter. Shout out to Walter. Shout out to Walter, the biggest fucking dork on the planet. Like, (laughs) love Walter. Walter. Can't wait to talk about Walter. Did you have any like preteen crushes of color? What a question. So, um, yeah. I mean, clearly, like, the options were limited, like, in Bop and Big Bopper. They were just like, every once in a well, while, we'll give you, like, a... What's his face? Brandon Adams? Is that who I was in love with? Who's that? He's from The Sandlot. He played um, Kenny DeNunez in The Sandlot, and he was also... He was the little boy in the movie Moonwalker. Who was oh, my like, God. That kid was hot. And then grew up to be hot. <laughs> well, no. And grew up I, to be hot. I had, and I was like, I, I, I had a crush on him. <laughs> I had a crush on him then. Like, mm-hmm. he was... So did I, because he, like... He I mean, everywhere. he was, like, a he, he was peer, like, he, so he, like, grew yeah, up with he, us. he was also, like, ubiquitous. Like, he was, like... A, he was a yes, dancer. he was everywhere he was at that time. actor. Um, he also was in he was the black version of Pollyanna with Felicia Rashad. I didn't even know that that... Didn't know that It was existed. a TV movie. Wow. Okay, so to your question, uh, let's see. I mean, the obvious answer for, like, a long period was, like, no, but... That changed. You may remember you were there for it. Senior year of high school, I come, I come, I came upon um, no. love is love and basketball. And it was like I'd never seen a black man before. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what's taking over my body? I thought I looked Patrick Swayze. I don't know what this feeling is between my boys. Um, so, I mean, it was it was different. It was when I when I, <laughs> I discovered Omar Apps, it was it was different. Um Yeah. But all of my like innocent like teen crushes were these like mm. you know um white boys that like gave non binary vibes. Exactly, like androgyny. Andro- give me some androgyny. Give me a little Yes. Give me a little, um, what's his name? Jonathan Jackson saying, I'm in hell with emphasis on the L. Give me a life boy that was like really pretty and like Mm -hmm. today would code as like bi or, you know, pansexual in some way. And I'm fully. I'm, I'm fully. I mean, early Leo. Early Leo. The entire, the entire, he was so pretty. The entire cast. And yes, they are a cast. The entire cast of NSYNC. You know what I mean? Entire cast of sync truly, 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 except for possibly Joey Fatone. No, but Joey, Joey got the gay vibes by hanging out with all the rest of them. That's true, and he was like very. Him and Lance were very tight. Mm. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were. I mean, I mean, just just Uh, to make this picture of what I mean, (laughs) just to be clear, right? You can imagine on the tour bus, Lance is all tortured about his sexuality. He's like. (laughs) <laughs> laying on the bottom bunk he's like in his feelings there was fan fiction i was reading fan fiction about this and, like continue. and so joey even if he's like the hetero of the hetero is like listening to lance like pour his little queer heart out you know and be mm-hmm. like yo bro yeah. like i feel you man like love it they love definitely is, made love is at love some point. you know like i'm sure that's how i'm sure that's it's, how it went down <laughs> I feel like I feel like Joey definitely made out with Lance at some point. Like that that was happening. Yeah. Um I still think that yeah. Justin and JC got busy. Are in love. Got busy. Yeah, they definitely they did. Busy. They fully they did. Got busy. 
But sort of like back to what you were saying, it's interesting though, because I had a friend um, and was in grad school. Yeah, she she had all these theories about like how, you know, growing up like these teeny bopper heartthrobs are like very, I mean, they're, they're very like curated. Like they're all these like very white and like, like you said, very androgynous, unthreatening, like non-threatening, like male you know, it's actually really crushes because it's like, no, oh, go sorry, ahead, please. No, I was just going to say really quickly, it's actually really gross if you think about it because the types of casting directors <laughs> and like agents that were like finding this, yeah, these young talented boys, the boys in particular, like so many yeah. of those actors, not in the 90s so much, but the 80s actors, you know, you have the Corey Haim and the Corey, mm-hmm. the two Corys, both Corys, you know, talked about like Corey the Feldman. predatory and like, yep. practices and the grooming that was happening. And when you mm-hmm. look at the profile of boy that became like heartthrob, it's like definitely the kind of y- young, attractive boy that like a predatory, yeah. gross, you know, Hollywood predator mm-hmm. <laughs> would yeah. find. It's kind of gross. No, and I'm I'm certain that that happened through the '90s and is still happening now. Like I'm I'm certain it is. It's it's like it's like really yeah. I mean, think about, like, the yeah, JTT. Like, why did he disappear? Maybe because he finally said no. Oof. That was deep. Wow. Do we have JTT representation on this list? I don't know if we do. I don't do. know if we do, but we will. I wasn't really into his movies. I was more into him on Home Improvement. Like, that was really it for me. He got so hot by the time we were in eighth grade, though. Like, when he was younger, it was kind of like, whatever. Then it was like, whoa, JTT. Remember, there was that movie that we watched... Oh my and god! It, and, and he was, and it was bro, clear, and he bro, was and he said, "I'm," and he said, "I'm a trisexual. I'll <laughs> yeah, try yeah, anything yeah, once." Do you remember that? What was, what was Wait, that? It was him and Jesse Bradford, I right? Did I make that up? Jesse Bradford, right? We were like Jesse Bradford. Like it's this, it's this very weird, like indie film with like big time queer vibes. Speedway junkie, speedway junkie, speedway junkie. Holy shit, gotta, how did you bring that out? I don't I totally even, I just, I just have a memory of him being like, whatever, and then being like, whoa, like, hello. <laughs> um, he got really hot. So yeah, this season is all about like these preteen teeny bopper crushes. Um, and our first selection is the amazing Camp Nowhere. Yes. Which still holds up today. I actually have the IMDb synopsis. Morris Mudd Himmel, played by Jonathan Jackson, spends every summer at computer camp, but he hates it. Mudd and his friends, Andrew Keegan, Melody Kay, Marnette Patterson, unhappy about their respective camp prospects, devise a plan to finally have a fun summer. They bribe Dennis Van Welker, played by Christopher Lloyd, an ex-teacher, drama teacher, to pose as a counselor for a fake camp and rent a campground where the kids can run amok. But they run into trouble when their parents want to come for a visit. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Which is fun- it- which is funny because like the part where the parents won't come to visit, which is kind of like chaos. I feel like the- yeah, it's chaos and it's it's delightful. <laughs> but like, I didn't realize just how late that happens. It's like the last five minutes of the movie. It really it's is. Like, oh, here's here's where the plot comes in. <laughs> like, you know, it's really interesting. It's true. They, I mean, yeah, they actually were able to enjoy a lot of the summer, just mm-hmm. kicking it. Except for Jonathan Jackson, like, burning his arm with a fucking firework. Like, I that know. Was crazy. And, um, <laughs> I forget I forget her name in Sister Act, but the doctor. 
Um, oh, uh, Wendy McKenna. Yes, but right? I was trying. I was going to call her Sister yeah. Mary, somebody, but I forgot. This movie. So anybody who loves her in the Sister Act movies, and she's the timid one who has the voice of gold that Whoopi pulls out of her, that coaxes it out. Literally of her. pulls it um, out of her. Pulls it out. Sister Mary la, Roberts. You know. Sister Mary Roberts. Thank you. I knew it was like a. It was like a male. <coughs> I would have never ever guessed. Um, that. It would have never. I was going to say Sister Mary Patrick, but I don't think anybody has that name <laughs> in that movie. Um, but uh, if you love her in those movies, if you see her in this, you might not even recognize her. Seriously. She's just like va 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 voom, like very confident. Like she's just, you know, with her red locks. She's just like, hi, I'm a doctor and I'm hot, you know? Hi, I'm beautiful. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm beautiful and I'm going to date Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Um, oh shots fired wow shots definitely fired um also shout out to christopher lloyd for looking like he's 55 or 60 like for his entire life i feel like he's looked the same age like literally forever it's true so actually what happened was (laughs) oh my god the years that he was prominent to us like 80s and 90s Mm. he was in his 50s and 60s was he actually? Yes. And now, and now he's now like he's 80. 80. <laughs> he's 83. God damn. That's Is he going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award or something? I don't He should get a Lifetime Achievement Award. I think he's done a lot of producing too. I don't too. know, but like seeing now that he is in his 80s and then seeing recent pictures, I'm like, oh, he is over 80. Like, oh my God. He, like, I don't looks look. over 80. So... I feel like when you and I rewatched this a few weeks ago, we were both like really, really into the the friendship between the four main kids who are all like very, very different. And we were both kind of like, I really want a, a prequel to this. I want to know like how they became friends. Same. Right? Because it's like, because it's like um, very unusual. It's very unusual, and there's not a whole lot that they tell us about it. They just kind of, like, drop us into, like, okay, these four kids are friends, and they're not supposed to be, and they kind of hide it from everybody else at school. I know. <laughs> like, they're all in different cliques at school. Um, but I love this premise, and I also love that these kids who are being forced into activities and identities that they don't like uh, rebel against their parents, and they say, fuck that. Totally. <laughs> We're just going to go into the woods and eat marshmallows and be ridiculous. I mean, but to the friendship piece, I mean, the idea that there's like even like a bully victim dynamic that is basically for a show so that. Right. So that. um, (laughs) Oh, Zach, stop it. Ah! (laughs) I love his acting in that scene. (laughs) Yeah. And he like sit and like. He like twists his hair to look like it's been shoved down the toilet bowl. That's friendship. I mean, look at that. It's it's real. But he was but he was he writing. But he, but he was writing. He was doing his work for him. He was, but it was like, but but then Zach repaid him by being like, okay, I'll like take care of that other guy who's bothering yeah. you. That's or true. whatever, right? Do you think that they were all friends like in elementary school? Yes. I mean, and, and actually, forced apart. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know that you have dynamics that exactly mirror this, but I feel like you have a lot of that arc too in your like elementary to middle and high school friendships of like seeing people that were like formally all clicked up in different ways, like becoming parts of different cliques in different neighborhoods because they went to different high school. You know, I mean, it's just like a microcosm of that mm-hmm. basically is what we get with Camp Nowhere. Yeah, yeah but I feel like, um, and I feel like it's it's rare that 
you know, there are friendships that like are so true. Survive and the test of they yeah, survive yeah. that. Yeah, you saw exactly. the movement, but not necessarily like, necessarily like the glue part of like the group still mm-hmm. coming together in their like elementary configuration. I feel like in real life, they the friends friendships would just be like torn apart, and then the friends would like secretly pine for each other, but like never Aww. become friends again, <laughs> which is dark, but it's true. So it's it's nice to see that this is different. It's also funny to see that like mud. It, it this is like what is this 94? <clears throat> so this was still when like being into computers made you a nerd. I know. Right now, makes you a fucking billionaire. Go right, Mud. Exactly. <laughs> and Mud's dad, like he he knew what was up. He was just like, yeah, you're gonna, you know, if you learn about computers, like you're gonna do well and you're gonna have a good salary. First of all, these children are our contemporaries. So had our children, they are had our children. I mean, our children had our parents <laughs> invested in us becoming computer nerds. You know, I know. Maybe maybe know. we'd be like the, you know next chief technology officer at Google or something, you know? I like um, that we're, (laughs) once again, I feel like we've talked about this on our podcast. I can't remember like in the context of what, but it's like another instance of us being Jedi mind tricked into thinking an actress is fat when she isn't. (laughs) We've talked about it before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But not here. Not well, yeah. This. I mean, yeah, but like girl, Gab- I mean, Gabby, what like, is that? Like, literally, she's like so skinny and was always skinny. And like, they, maybe they did, did they, granted, did they make like, her wear I get, clothes in the beginning to make her look fuller? Yes. Okay. Because I'm like, what? But, the, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't work. They just like put layers on her the way it's it's literally like textbook, like Greece, like what they do to um, what's her face in Greece. With the pig, the pigtails like brush up, brush up, brush Whoever that one is, like she's supposed to be the fat one. She's also a fucking stick, and they just like put her in sweatshirts. But I kind of, I mean, I do kind of get it in this case because, like, by the end of the movie, she's supposed to have lost a bunch of weight. So, like, I guess it makes sense. But they don't even try, bro, and it contributes to her toxic diet culture. It does. Especially because it's like, oh, she got the guy at the end, and it's at the end, at the mm-hmm. end, at, after at she the lost end, weight, lost journey. Like, okay, yeah, and remember when they're, oh my god, like, so the part where, God, so like she and Mud have this like friendship that's born out of like them both being outcasts and not really being seen as desirable, and they have this whole like vent session in that hippie van. Yes. During that scene, and he's like, "Well, lots of girls start out lumpy." Lumpy. He calls her fucking. <laughs> he called lumpy. her lumpy. He like, called her lumpy. We. I'm not gonna kiss that dude. Saw that. Call me lumpy. Happen. We saw Mm-mm. him call her lady lumps, and you know that was before. That was before. <laughs> who did that? Fergie. Who made it cool to have? Fergie. Who made it cool to have lumps? Thank you, Fergie, for like turning that horrible episode into like. A sexy situation. <laughs> we were getting to the point where we were just naming these four friends, all who presumably are by middle school firmly entrenched in different cliques, but still maintained their elementary friendships. Are to your point so brilliant, so slick that they come together and trick their parents into letting them all go to. 
um, a recreational camp for the summer as opposed to like these themed like intense camps that are like meant to like you know actualize them in some way so like there was the career prep career prep weight loss camp like um the arts um, this is pre-military yeah, military like, for zach because his dad is a military type and wants yeah. him to like you know get get on the straight and narrow or whatever discipline and they come across christopher lloyd's character at the mall He's working at the mall. Yes. That cheese guy. <laughs> the cheese guy. guy. So he sells. He's hawking some like cheese products. He's hawking cheese products at the mall. <laughs> you all, That's another you remember Hawking cheese products. <laughs> you remember those, those people at the mall. Yes. You know, yes. They, with pride, like have their little stand where they hawk cheese, you know? And they have cheese products. And And I feel like he's really putting the shine on it because he's a former drama teacher. So he's like making it into a whole skit. He's doing like voices. He's like playing characters. So he catches the eye of Mud, who's like walking around with his parents being miserable at the mall, which like could not relate more. Remember those days in King's Plaza being dragged around by your mother? I do, but I always like to make the most of it. As long as I got something out of it. I.e. trip to be Dalton. Wow. Trip to Walden. Wow. And my mom got smart because she. But you had to wait. No, you no, had to no, wait no, for no, that no. moment, though. <laughs> I had to, I had to wait for that moment. My mom. My Sorry. mom. I think realized. Oh, if I take her there first, and then she gets the book first, she'll be so absorbed in the book while we're at the mall. See, that's smart. <laughs> See, your mom knew what she was doing. <laughs> so, like, I would just hide under the uh you know the department stores like the, the clothing, clothing racks. racks i would just sit yep. in the clothing racks and read yep. and, then, and, then, and then i get so bored in the book i look i look up and my mom would be gone and i'd be like mom where are you <laughs> there was a lot of like yelling for mom because i would always lose her but she got but she would, would easily get another two mom. hours of shopping out of me just by getting me the book up front <laughs> See, that's smart, though. Like, I wish that I had gotten, like, a Fear Street book. Like, no. Instead, my mom would just, like, be dragging me through Macy's. <laughs> looking at all the blazers in the and petite section. And did it happen every weekend? Because my mom did this shit every weekend. Oh, like, almost every like, weekend. And I'm like, damn, like, yes. do you need to buy more clothes every, every weekend? <laughs> wow. Yeah, our mothers share, like, some really basic DNA. <laughs> It's really amazing the more we talk about our Especially moms, now that we're adults like in the shop at our own respective like cadences. Like going shopping right. online or in person for anything every week is a little ridiculous. But also that's excessive. But also clothing, that's like super but also clothing excessive. in particular. And so what we can actually yeah. say now that we have perspective is that like they were shopaholics. <laughs> they were. <laughs> Um, how did we get on to we were, that? Because we were mall. at the cheese. Oh, we at, were the, at mall. the mall with the cheese. Hawk and cheese. Yeah. Hawk and cheese um, product. You know, he was, she, what Caitlin just mentioned, he was the for, a former drama teacher at their middle school. But he like came upon some, some, type, of, some type of scandal. That I don't feel like they delve into that much. Oh, well, they say, this is very funny. They say he tried to do Silence of the Lambs as a musical. <laughs> Um, which is really funny because they did actually make Silence of the Lambs into a musical off Broadway like several years ago. And my friend Paul played Hannibal Lecter in oh it and it was God. hilarious. It was like a it was like a dark, dark comedy and it was like really over the top and ridiculous. And they had this comedian playing the Jodie Foster role and just doing this like really amazing Jodie Foster impression. I highly recommend. But that's but that's like, like such a 
highly such recommend. A, such a moment, moment in time, like Zeitgeist type reference, right? Because like, I mean, mm-hmm. if they filmed this, if it came out in 94, it was filmed in 93, like Silence of the Lambs was, oh, that was, was, was like 91. So I'm like, let's talk about Silence of the Lambs. Anyway, but um, so he, you know, was no longer teaching at the school, but he obviously still had um, dramatic chops. And so they approach him with an offer he could not refuse, which was to con all their parents. I mean, we are now getting into, <laughs> into felony territory and kidnapping children. I mean, technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they convinced him that, you know, he'd get a good little, you know, little stipend or whatever for his troubles. But each of these, each of these kids, it was like four of them initially, We'll get to what happened in a second on that. But like four kids initially each copping up like two grand for the summer or whatever. For like four kids under 13, under 14 to like just fuck around with is like a huge right. sum of money. Oh my God. Right. But nobody can keep their mouths shut. So very shortly thereafter, they get Christopher Lloyd locked in. The four kids are going. And then a number of kids show up at my. Mud- well, who'd you tell? <laughs> Show up at Mud's door. They stole her. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're 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 led by um, Betty Stoller, Betty who is that bitch? Stoller. Stoller. Who has food in her teeth? She is that bitch. She has food in her teeth from last Christmas. <laughs> from last Christmas. <laughs> and she also has big queer energy, aka BQE. She's on the BQE. Yeah. Um, she also shares DNA with Sarah Snook. That's how how I feel about it. Wow. A little bit. Right. Okay. Same. Same I hair said, color. I like similar. Really? Yeah. Well, what, really? what with the Claire Danes, like '90s, my so-called life hair. Really? Just from just the hair, really? not like a the facial features are very different, but just like. Okay. You know, and also like if I could do the '90s all over again, I would have totally been a lesbian for Claire Dane. Like, let's be clear. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, big time. Like I was not like I never thought about her in that way. But we should have. Like, I, I, but I we don't should. know why that wasn't happening. I feel that way about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Betty Stoller is that bitch. She just like brings a whole like army of children yes. and to, to your Mud's point, front door, and she's like, "We have to be into from an energy level." Sure, like Betty Stoller yeah, and then Sarah Sarah Snook. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, from, from yeah from, energy um, succession. I think it's Snook. I don't succession. know. Which I just started watching. I didn't tell you. <laughs> I oh, just started watching it yesterday and, and I got bi- sucked she's in. Bitch. She is she's that so bitch. Hot. And she's so hot. hot. <laughs> like, it's like, I remember, I remember when I first started. I'm just like, please step on me with your stiletto. Like, <laughs> when I finally got into it, I was like, Caitlin needs to see this actress in motion. Because Caitlin will yeah, she's Caitlin a lot. die. And I'm glad that. I love her. We both have like a redhead fetish or like a strawberry blonde slash redhead fetish. I think. Sure. I think. I, I'm not going to disagree. I just think the moment I saw her, I was like, Caitlin is all over this. Like Caitlin will marry this. this. <laughs> I do. I did. I was going to text you with Sarah Snook is white. Yeah. 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 Like, you were exactly. She is I white. No, I know my, I know my boost type. I know. She's wife. <laughs> Um, like, yeah. and also I'm finding myself weirdly attracted to Kieran Culkin for the first time in my life, We're not which is interesting because he's such a fucking weirdo on that show. <laughs> I will not join you on that bridge, but I will stand. That's I will fair. stay on the Sarah train. 
was she fine? That's fair. Okay, yeah, so amazing. back to Betty Stoller anyway. being a Oh, and Betty and Walter have like a whole, yeah. Yeah. Betty and Walter have their whole like dynamic, which is Walter like being horny for her and her being annoyed. Yes. But fast forward 20 years, I think that they're oh, married. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> Probably. But but it's still the same dynamic. He's like, a puppy dog. They haven't had they haven't had sex in like three years or something, and he's just like, "Come on, Betty," and she's like, "Walter, God, you know." I love it. So she gets everyone riled up, and she's like, "Look, bitch, we're we're joining you. Like, you will not go on this little trip, whether you, you like, like it or, or not." Coming, and so it became a petty scheme. It became like a class A felony, like many times over. Because why would he think about him going like thirty? Oh, like a fuck like a ton. ton. Like a fuck ton of kids. Like, it feels like 50. Like, like, like when I watch it. Right. It's like maybe 50. Because like there, there are so many like people like Jessica Alba who's in it. Like who like don't really even have Bro. speaking roles. You know, they're just like in the background. Like there's a lot of kids who have like a line or two in this. And movie. so let's just say it was 50. Yeah. 50 kids let's say at $2,000 a pop is $100,000 just like being swindled from this suburban Tony community and kids just buying dumbass shit with it, which is actually the first scene you yes. get when they arrive at camp is that buying a bunch yeah. of dumb shit. Well, they all steal the money from mud because mud mud like holds onto the money because he's the responsible one. And then they all corner him after the bonfire in the dark in the woods. And they're like, money, mud. money, mud, money, mud. <laughs> They put their flashlights up against their faces money, and they just like start grabbing the money out of his wallet. And then he's like, okay, but guys, this is supposed to last the whole summer. Like, and don't do anything that's going to call attention to us. $100,000 <laughs> never fit in his wallet. You know what I mean? Like, no, for real. Like, for real. Like, for real. Things that made no sense. Yeah. Or was that supposed to be like cash that the parents gave to the kids for I'm, I'm really unclear on that like did they all pay in cash like for the for the summer Look, for like the we're tuition? not meant to ask these questions because the plot does not hold up holes everywhere um my favorite so like since we're talking about like uh all these in the in the industry we call these um featured extra roles yeah that like the the role that Jessica Alba plays, or you call it an under five because they have less than five lines. Oh, um, so Jessica Alba is one of them. Um, who the person who I love is an actor by the name of Mookie Arizona. Yeah, he's fucking iconic. He was only in the two movies: this movie and House Arrest, which is a Jennifer Love Hewitt vehicle. Oh. I'm sorry to say, um, but Mookie Arizona, who's in House Arrest, he's fucking iconic. He his one line is. <laughs> We're not going to do anything stupid. I mean, we're not complete morons. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of Logan Cooper, by the way. Aww. He had like essence of Logan Cooper when he was that age. Oh. So shout out to Logan. Shout out to Logan. Um, other like cast revelations. So Trish's mom. So Trish is the, the blonde actress. She's like the bombshell of the group. And her mother is played by Kate Mulgrew. AKA Red from Orange is the New Yes, Black. I remember that. I AKA saw that this Captain time. Janeway. 
She's outstanding. She's so funny in this role. I laugh at everything she says because there's something. I love the part like where they're staging like the parents weekend or the parents day or whatever. And they're doing the Annie performance. And she's like on the sides going like. (laughs) She's like mouthing along like with her daughter, like while she's singing. I'm confusing her with whoever says Arnold told me noon. (laughs) Oh, the actress who played. Isn't that the actress who played Laura on General Hospital? Yes. Is that the same person? Jeannie Francis. There you go. Jeannie Francis. Arnold told me no. <laughs> she made the most out of that line. She okay? did. She really did because we're still saying it to this, <laughs> to this day. day. To this day, Arnold told me noon, even if it makes no sense. Arnold told me noon. We say it all the time. Arnold told me noon. <laughs> the anxiety <laughs> in that delivery. Grandma's <laughs> in Milwaukee. I mean, that's the other thing we need to talk about. Like, the film progresses, right? Like, it's, it's great. And then to your point, there's like seven minutes at the end where they devote. So like the parents arriving and all the chaos and They're just doing bullshit and until like, then. And like the whole, every line for the last seven minutes is quote worthy. Like, it's, it's, that whole thing. it's kind of like the end of Raw. We were just talking about that. Like, it's just, you know, all yes. little lessons. And then it's like, gosh, just craziness at the very end. I have a list of top camp Oh my God, I love it. Let's do it. But before I do that, I just wanted to mention there is another cast revelation that literally blew my mind whole. So Blow my mind. I think, and this is a good segue because it's one of the top quotes. So I believe it's the little blonde girl who says, if I don't see Dylan, I die. I die when she says, if I don't see Dylan, I die. I should it's amazing. They're trying to get the TV to work. Amazing. And then they get 90210 on it. But, and also um, Baywatch. So Baywatch. I'm, Baywatch. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at her and she's one of Trisha's like little minions, I guess. Yes, I know what you're um, talking about. She's blonde. Allison Mack. That was going to be like the big bombshell. <laughs> I was looking at her. I'm like, why is she so familiar? I look her up. None other than Allison Mack, a.k.a. One of the co-leaders of the Nexium cult who branded people and did human trafficking. Wait, wait, slow down. She is a human trafficker? So there's a series, I think it's like an HBO, yeah, it's an HBO series called The Vow. It's a documentary series about the Nexium cult. Is she cult. in prison? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so seeing that it was her, I was like, holy fucking shit. And I also wonder, I was like, I feel like at, at times Camp Nowhere kind of has like quasi culty vibes and i feel like i wonder if this was like the seed that was planted i just like need you to rewind a little bit i recommend what watching the vow and or there is a lifetime movie about nexium where <laughs> the leader of the cult is played by peter facinelli all right so sorry <laughs> detour detour so um no it's okay tell yeah, us these camp um, nowhere quotes oh all right so we've already done a few. If I don't see Dylan, I die. Betty Stoller, she has food stuck in her braces from last Christmas. Arnold told me noon, obviously. <laughs> Arnold did um, tell me noon. Money mud, obviously. <laughs> Arnold did tell me noon. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> um... In Tijuana, you can drive when you're 14. Especially <laughs> the way you have to say it. Though. The way you have to say it. The way you have to say it. Oh my God. In Tijuana. Please do it. <laughs> in Tijuana, you can drive when you're 14. He says it all like. Oh, you put, <laughs> you put a lot on that. <laughs> 
He says it like out of the corner of his mouth. He's like, in T1, you can drive when you're 14. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and this was a line that I was never like, it never stood out to it? me, but like as an adult. No, 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 not oh. that line. This okay. line I'm about to say. This line, this line, I never was like, you know, whatever. But as an adult, I find it really funny. Like when Mud says, they talk about me like I'm unemployed or something. <laughs> <laughs> about his parents who keep saying he has such potential. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's cheese plain. Cheese plain. Cheese plain. 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 Cheese. Cheese. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who says you can't learn anything from cartoons? So because this movie is about summer camp, I thought that I would ask who's like if you had to do like your your summer camp crush. Like, who would that have been? Meaning a real one from, like, my time at summer camp? A real one. Yeah. Yo, this is... Would this have been CTY? Girl, we don't have enough time to unpack this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, Just give us a little tidbit. Well, I do think in the vein of Teeny Bopper, like, you know, reality, there's this first person I'm going to talk about, which is right, you're right, from CTY. So that was a residential camp that I went to where you live on the college campus for a few weeks. Um, you take a college course um, taught by a college professor, but you know, you're know you in the class with like 12 year olds. So it's taught at like a developmentally appropriate level. And then it's filled in with like afternoon activities and weekend dances. And you know, so it's like nerd camp is the headline here. Um, and the first year I went to nerd camp, I fell in love very quickly with a boy named Nick. Now, Nick looked like the prepubescent version of the um, lead singer from Silverchair. <gasps> Please, Diana. Yeah. Right? Daniel. Oh, okay. Logan was in Daniel love with John. him. Daniel. Daniel oh, Johns. I think that sounds right. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. But Nick looked like the prepubescent version of that. He had long blonde hair. He was like toothpick thin. He actually looked like that Mookie kid you were just talking about. Yes, Mookie, Arizona. Arizona. So just, just imagine, like, I was in love yeah. with Mookie, Arizona. And <laughs> here's, here's the kicker, y'all. When I first met Nick, I thought he was a girl. So this is encapsulates so much of who I am. It all makes sense. So, <laughs> so like, I meet Nick. I think he's a girl. When I realize he's a boy, I develop a crush on him. What kind of Jedi mind shit is that? Like, what? <laughs> um, and so all of my girlfriends at nerd camp, we called him Nicole as like code for my crush. It wasn't really code. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, just called him Nicole, right? Like, what? Wow, that is the gayest shit <laughs> I ever. know, right? <laughs> I'm going to give him a female code name. <laughs> yeah. And he was kind of like playing the field most of camp. Like, he wasn't like... Like, he wasn't obviously paired with anyone. And then by, like, the last dance, like, I feel like I helped create the mystique around his, like, kind of like how I feel like I did that with mm-hmm. I guess you can believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, by the mm-hmm. camp, nobody, nobody was checking for Nicole. By the end of, by the yeah. end of camp, he was, like, the coveted crush, right? Oh, that's so annoying. And I'm so like, annoying. I fucking that's did so that shit, okay? Like, I, 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 I created you. Like, <laughs> I created you. <laughs> Um, by the end of camp, he was like at the last dance with like the most popular girl. I was a little devastated or whatever. So that was one question to talk about. And then 
at Padigat, um, for those of you who don't know, Padigat was a popular day camp in Canarsie that us uh, South Brooklyn folk went to. My next door neighbor took uh, gymnastics. Yes, she did. Because everybody did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. And so my childhood best friend uh, had a boy best friend. Like, I was his girl best friend, and then he had a boy best friend. His boy best friend, oh my God, we could have been the Pacey and fucking Joey of it all. God damn it. Oh, I never occurred to me until just this moment. But anyway, his boy best friend, Eric. Eric Apple something. Anyway. Um, was like so cute, like again, teeny bopper. Like he looked, he he kind of looked like Zachary Ty Bryan, not really in the face, but like had the hair. Anyway, oh okay, the hair is the hair all right. right. And so I was in love with him, <laughs> and I like loved any moment where like they were hanging out. Like anytime Liam was like, oh, like Eric's coming over to play, I was like, I- I'll be there too. That's okay. <laughs> Um, I'll be there. <laughs> and camp was just better because I could see him every day. Like, as opposed to, like, only oh, when he came God. over to Liam's house. Oh, my yes. God. And he had a hobby versus Jerry and Mary. I mean, that was really a wonderful family. Wanted to get it on. So, love me some wonderful. Eric and Nicole. I feel like we did not appreciate enough having a crush and seeing your crush every day. Like, that was... Wow. I definitely appreciated it you in know. high school. I fucking built my schedule around it. I was like, what classes do I need to take? What classes can I skip? And what classes do I need to take so I can see my crush as often Man, as possible? Really, we were psychotic. <laughs> we took that so seriously. Like, yeah, it was it was not good. Um, I had a... But I feel like the, the origins of my stalking were probably... So I didn't go to camp as a kid, but I went... So my dad was a teacher, so he usually had the summer off. Um... And he would take my brother and I to the beach club. So that was like my summer. Silver goal. So it was not silver goal. I was I was not a silver goal kid. So oh, that's it's so, so funny. So there's like, oh, in, like, oh. <laughs> in South in South Brooklyn, there's there's two beach clubs. One is Silver Gull and the other is Breezy Point. And Breezy Point is like the Irish Catholic Italian, and then the Silver Gull is considered the Jewish. Beach oh, club. that's so funny because Diana very, like, a silver goal that she's been. She's both of them. Case in point, but her parents chose the Jewish one. Case in point, I will also say that Silver Goal was also a little more upscale. Mm. Um, Breezy Point, <laughs> Breezy Point was a lot of like. I mean, sadly, like some of the stereotypes about my people are true. Like it was a lot of drunk people. <laughs> like that's, it was just literally like adults day drinking like while their kids like fucked off like to the beach and like did whatever they wanted for like eight hours <laughs> and then like came back at the end of the day like that was really what I it was it. it was wonderful i fucking loved it i had a beeper that like when my dad wanted me to come back to the cabana he would like beat me and i'd be like all right and i was like go. running around with my friend Gotta go. i had a f- best friend gillian bogart who um we ran around the beach club together uh, with our other friend Taryn O'Neill, and <clears throat> Gillian and I were in love with this boy. I know his name, um, <laughs> and I want to say his real name because his real name is so iconic. I didn't just yeah, you have but to say I have it to. It. Are you still to believe it? No, but I want people to know like how iconic his name well, was because that enhances the we crush. We can say you know? it without saying it. What do you mean? Well, for the first name, we can talk about the iconic '90s brand that starts with the same name. Oh, and then for the, Hilfiger. So 
Blank Hildinger, okay. first name. <laughs> the coldest, the coldest and then the season. Last, the coldest season. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like a, a romance novel that I would write about him. The coldest season, and it's about him. Yeah. I can't. But he was bro. Like picture, like there was nobody hotter. And even like Later in, life. in in recent yeah. time, in recent times, I was talking to my friend Richie, who like grew up near him. Like uh-huh. that, there he lives. Like his parents, uh-huh. the same like little uh-huh. area. And I was like, oh my god, like the coldest season was so hot. And even Richie was like, oh yeah, he's a handsome dude, and he's one of those guys. Everybody like he's that knows. guy Everybody that like knows. that. Straight guys are are like, mm, yeah, he's he's something. Yeah, he, he um, even though I don't know, I can't picture his face. Um, I can't picture. But was I with you that one time? We like saw him on the bus or something, and you like flipped out. Maybe. I feel like I feel like he I like feel like had like sometime in our twenties. We were like, oh my god, we were like, oh my god, maybe like night. Bro. Anyway. Yeah, there was an era where he was like working in finance, I think, like in the city, and I would sometimes see him on the train or the yeah, bus. Yeah, it was in that. It was in that. It was he in was that like era. in a suit, and I was, and was like, it was oh a my lot. God, why? And like, so again, I don't have a good picture, clear picture of his face in my head, but like, who? do you want one? I can yeah, give you one. Let's rectify that right now. I can give you one. I can give you one. But what I do, what so, does come up for me is yeah, um, Jeremy Jordan, um, like yes. right kind of love, That's great. kind of love. For this dude like i just think i just think of him you know like a mark Wahlberg type like just just i don't and again not physique for mark Wahlberg, but just like essence of like hotness <laughs> you know like he walked let, walk let me jog my memory looking up he'd feel things because it's like he smells good his hair's perfect and he's hot <laughs> <laughs> you heard that sigh y'all did he y'all was... hear that that's the sigh i'm talking about the sigh that happened a teeny bopper, sexy boy. Oh, he really, he really looks like Jeremy. Oh my Jordan. god, oh, shit! Good. Like not, like how to. No, he really, really, yeah. There's like, so Jeremy Jordan, y'all, definitely finally, like. If you don't remember, right? Kind of love. Oof. Also featured in Never Been Kissed. Like, get with the program. So he had like bleachy, bleachy looking blonde hair because. Oh, this is I a picture where the... he looks like blank. Wet, yeah, wet Tommy Winter. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Ub- ugly, but that's what I'm saying. No, that's it's like pouty yeah, lips, that's what I'm like, like hair, like all. He had a, but he had a, but he had a mushroom <laughs> yeah, cut, exactly, like middle exactly. part, like long, like a de- like, it's like he a was little, like on the Devin, beach playing. Devin Sawa, like you know. Yes, Devin Sa- Devin Sawa in um, Little Giants. Like when I watch that movie, I'm like, oh my god, this is literally like me watching <laughs> like throw the football on the beach. Yeah, exactly. like and he wore these like he wore these like you know like beachy loose like tank tops you know like with like the wide yeah he did the wide arm opening you know what i'm saying yeah he did um and like basketball shorts <clears throat> like that was his that was his uniform um and he had like green eyes i mean like green green eyes cuz he was a beautiful was, beautiful man beautiful beautiful, was not beautiful okay. boy what are we doing next week i forget <clears throat> Are we doing Mighty Ducks? Yeah, it is Mighty is it Ducks. Really? We're doing Mighty Ducks. So just as a reminder, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash pop junction. I have it on my list to dig through a lot of our old stuff and like put some bonus content on there it. in the coming weeks. <clears throat> so watch out for that. 
It's great Watch to be back, that. y'all. We've missed y'all. It is great to be back. Well, you know, till next time, listeners. Till next time. Arnold told me new. <laughs> Arnold did tell me new. <laughs>